Hi, and welcome to the Don't Beat Around the Bush podcast. I'm Addie Holzman. And I'm Haley Kava. We're friends, pelvic floor physical therapists, moms, and occasional hot messes who are here for real, uncensored conversations about all things pelvic health. And because our conversations are uncensored, they're likely not appropriate for little ears. Please remember our disclaimer. Although we both are licensed physical therapists, we are not your physical therapist. Yeah, anyways. And our content is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Please consult your own healthcare team for individualized advice, diagnoses, and treatment. So let's really use this episode to talk up our shit. Because I think notoriously we're very bad at self-promoting. And tis the season, right? We are going to stand in our abilities and our skills. And we want to tell you about the things that we're really excited about. And these things that we're really excited about are these products and these online creations that we've come up with and created for you. And we want to tell you about them. So Addie has a program called To Birth and Back. This is for pelvic health professionals. So whether you're a movement professional or a physical therapist or occupational therapist um, or just are, you know, want to dive more into the depth of things. She has a program that's specifically for that audience, as well as to birth and back for people who um, maybe are recovering from birth or moving through pregnancy and want to learn how to do that in a really um, efficient and effective way. And it is hugely underpriced. It is, it should cost way more than it costs because the amount of shit you're going to learn in that, that you're going to want to listen to it again. You're going to want to listen to it multiple times. You're going to want to come back to it. Say you have a second pregnancy. You want to come back to this, this information again, when you get access to it forever. Um, and it's good shit. Um, here's me saying, buy that program, <laughs> get it for yourself for Christmas, ask for it for Christmas. Um, you know, we will put any and all codes for any of our stuff in the um, show notes. But in order for us, not in order for us to do the podcast, we do the podcast because we love it and we want to share this information and we want to make sure that nobody feels alone in dealing with pelvic floor problems. How we will be able to continue to do that is if you like what we do and you have the means to support for purchase products, we can keep doing this and keep spreading this information. And so, yes, there is a monetary exchange. Um, Can we, can we continue to do all this stuff for free forever? I wish. (laughs) Yeah. I I wish wish. we could. We we do it. We do do it. We do do it for free, but we want to tell you about these things that we, that we have um, that support, help us support our families and help us support continuing to do this um, forever and ever and ever and ever. Yes. It's like, so, so important. Yeah. I actually am increasing the content in the movement professional version. So right now it's 12 CEUs through ACE, but I'm diving into specific exercises and how you can incorporate pelvic floor and core and um, just like movement patterns and all that stuff, which that will be added in January. So that's, is um changing and growing and so in its lifetime access for both programs once you buy it 
you have it forever. And I've had multiple people go through it again with, I have one right now who just had a second baby and go through it again. So it is, it's awesome. And I think with us too, we like when you buy one of our products, like Haley has started a pelvic floor series, which I love because I can just imagine I went through Haley's mentorship program last, when was that? February, March, last spring sometime. Um, and just like how she frames things to make it easy to understand, but also dive deeper at the same time is just amazing. But also the content, the amount of content, the visuals, the handouts the exercises it's just like amazing and and someone who like has practiced with Haley um in the same clinic for three years or whatever and like we know each other's treatment style and it's very similar I still learned a ton of shit (laughs) so it's just like if you don't have a PRI background and you want to dive into it it's mind-blowing and so amazing um but the pelvic floor series I can only imagine like your handouts and like how you coach like through the exercises and it's basically like a blip of PT as far as function and core coordination and breathing and like learning all these tips that you can put into your life for a happier core and pelvic floor. And it's awesome. So with our programs, you have access to us, email us text or whatever, and get yeah. questions answered. Like from you us. are not bothering us. <laughs> no, I like, love it. Like whether you, I answer questions for free all day on Instagram. If you, if you pay me for something, you better believe I'd be like, what do you need? How can I help? <laughs> because it just means that much to us that you yeah. are willing to support us in these, these journeys and, and builds our confidence with, with what we're doing and, and helps you really feel the whole experience. Yeah. The, the pelvic balance series was, was way more popular than I was expecting. That's amazing. Um, did, you know, filled up two class. I was planning on filling up one class of 20 I ended up expanding it to 30 and then adding a second class of 30 oh my gosh like, that's so that awesome was blew my mind and so um I will put out the wait list for the January group because we'll it, this one ends right at uh Thanksgiving so we'll have a little break over the holidays and then we'll start back up in in January but the wait list for that will come out and registration for that will come out in the next couple weeks i don't know if that will come out before this episode goes out or not um but if the episode is out then hop on there because uh hopefully it will fill again that's amazing (laughs) and Um, like talking about answering questions like when you're in one of our programs or you've been a client or whatever and we know who you are and kind of your backstory those answers to your questions are a lot more detailed and like probably a little bit more helpful than like a random Instagram message who you have no context of like, and you just have to be like, uh, well, (laughs) here's an umbrella answer. Um, not medical advice, but here you go. Yeah. So, so part of, part of the, where the live group came out of was like, I'm a very in-person learner. So if something pops in my head and I don't ask it in the moment it comes into my head, it's 
it's gone. It's over for me. <laughs> and so if when I, I've taken a bunch of, since COVID, a bunch of virtual learning classes, and I do really struggle to stay up with it because then I get a question and I'm confused about something and then I get frustrated and I don't, I'm not motivated to come, come back to it. Mm. And so I was like, what I would really want is just someone to like hold my hand each week and take me through these things and be live with me and be there with me for that accountability, but also that like immediate, you know, communication. Uh, I wasn't sure if that's how everybody else would feel, but it seems like, yeah, it it's doing, doing well. Um, that's awesome. But yeah, no, totally. So I have, um, I have a few people who had some questions about some of the things from the first class. So I'm, we're going to do like little five minute check-ins like before class starts and then I'll probably, and then I have an hour between the two classes. So if people need to chat for a couple minutes in between, we'll set that kind of stuff up because it's not, it's while it's not individualized one-on-one therapy, it is group group therapy. Yeah. (laughs) And so, um, there, there is room for individualization, even in like a group, uh, group setting. Well, too, like you can give feedback, like when, like when I'm doing my core to floor classes or like Haley's doing her pelvic floor balance, like if you're in person and you have a question or like, oh, this doesn't feel right. Like I'm doing what you're saying, but this, then we can be like, oh, well, then you should try this. And like, you can tweak things if you're live and in the moment versus like a pre-recorded, you know, education course or whatever that you don't get the live time, live feedback live feedback why does it sound weird yeah like that real time real time (laughs) so fun I I really need to bring to birth and back back into person Uh, that's how it started Mm -hmm. like three years ago four years ago three years ago I think oh my gosh four it's been a while and now that we're over the hump of COVID and people are like you know socializing again I really think that's so helpful Oh yeah. I feel like that would do amazing. Can I tell you something funny? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Today, uh, um, today I had, uh, like a scheduling mix up. So I was at the yoga studio. I'd had a earlier client. So I was already there. And so I went down to let my next patient in or I thought select, let my next patient in. Um, but she thought it was her appointment was tomorrow, which was fine. I actually had an opening in that spot for tomorrow. So I was like, no worries. Like let's reschedule. And it was the time of a yoga class. So I was like, Oh sweet. I'm going to like, I have a membership there so I can just go to classes whenever I want. And so I was like, I'm going to just hop in this class and do a yoga class instead of seeing that, that patient, which the yoga woman who owns the yoga studio, Lucia is like, just, she's like into astrology. She's very connected to like the global vibes and feelings and like always just like lands lands with like her, her things that she's talking about and it's Scorpio season now. So like she was getting all into that. So I'm trying to do this yoga class and I keep getting like poked in my side and I re- I'm wearing a real bra because I was like seeing people um, and my underwire from my bra. Cause I also wasn't planning on going to yoga class. So I, you know, my underwire like ripped out of the side of my bra 
that was like sticking into I hate under that. my armpit. And it's not that it's a it is a nursing bra and it I don't know. It, I guess so. I guess it is kind of old now if I had it from camp. <laughs> but I just was like, I just lifted up my shirt in the middle of the class and just pulled it out, pulled the whole underwire out and just like flicked it. Did anyone watch you do this? I was in the back. Maybe like maybe the people next to me might've seen, but I was like, I can't keep doing this. (laughs) If I have this freaking wire sticking into my, my side. Oh my gosh. That's funny. That that reminds me of like the, just sniff it. Like, So when you're mm-hmm. just Go like ahead. in the middle of class, just do whatever you need to do. Like just yeah. whip it out. I think there I've been seeing a bunch of stuff lately. Like no one really everyone is so worried about themselves. Yeah, no one's paying attention to you. That they aren't paying attention to you. Yeah. They're not paying attention to you in the way that you think they are, right? Because we're all right. sober, you know, we're all egocentric. We all think about ourselves, and that's normal and good that's how we should be yeah people don't people don't give a shit about what you do that's like where I also got over like recording myself at the gym or like doing yeah. weird stuff at the gym it's like no one gives two shits about what you're doing it's um, so true yeah do you remember being a kid though and being so concerned about like maybe this is just my personality I was so concerned about what what I wore and how my hair looked and like I would always like convince myself there was a booger in my nose when I was like talking close to people it was like so neurotic I was just so uncomfortable in my own skin you know those middle school years where you're just you know we would call terrible I think we would call these tight butthole oh my gosh yeah Uh, that's where it started symptoms (laughs) that's where it started so episodes ago we had talked about anal mm-hmm. and backdoor stuff this was really eye-opening to me i need to book a public floor pt appointment for myself because i can't i can't uh, and like you physically like, cannot like it does not happen i i mean i'm not gonna i wouldn't push i wouldn't push through it but it was pa- very painful yeah like very painful and i don't have i have i had a one small hemorrhoid after having robert but it Mm -hmm. is not active and there's no other reason for me to have pain because i have normal bowel movements i'm not constipated never had i might have had had maybe a tailbone injury but like that's the only other thing i can think of but yeah no extraordinarily painful my body just says no thank you I think I think it's like the reflex for me it's the reflex and like because your butt thinks out you know like like I have no problem relaxing my butt out and I was even trying that like I was I was trying to like relax my butt and I was going into like an outlet opening position and using the smallest dilator like the the intimate rose rectal dilators that are it's so skinny it's so yeah so small it's like a pencil no. No. <laughs> yeah it's smaller than a pencil it's like yeah it's teeny and yeah I couldn't do it so this was like I think this was one of those traumatic things in my head um I got my appendix out when I was in seventh grade mm-hmm. and it was like obviously like any appendicitis like an emergency like you're in the ER with pain and like whatever and the doctor did like a rectal exam like check I don't know what he was looking for I don't 
I don't know. Anyway, um, and my mom was there with me and like whatever, but like that experience is seared so hard into my brain because like I didn't know what was going on. I was in yeah. a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was like almost ruptured. It was just like all of a sudden he's like, okay, we have to check your rectum. And I'm like, what the fuck? Why? <laughs> like my appendix is way up here. Why are you? Um, and I, I wonder if that is the root of my diversion. <laughs> I, I think absolutely. I mean, I think that's why birth is so gets perceived as being traumatic so frequently in hospitals because yeah it's exactly that you're in pain you're confused uh, particularly first time parents who was like this is a completely new experience i'm in pain there's people doing things to me that i don't understand and and so yeah of course our body's gonna like recoil and especially like being an adolescent where you haven't had sex yet you're you haven't I hadn't even had an OB exam at that point you know like I I was in seventh grade I had barely started my period and so it was just like holy cow anyway probably should get over that uh not get over it but like explore unpack that unpack (laughs) that process that I mean I want to google right now like appendix rupture rectal exam (laughs) like did you have an were you assaulted? I don't know. <laughs> Are <And> we like, <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. I know the doctor and he is, he has now since passed, but he was like an older guy and, and a very sweet guy. And my mom, like it was small town. Everybody knew each other. I don't know if he was ruling something out. I have no idea. Anyway, that was my first butt experience. <laughs> Acute appendicitis cannot be ruled in or out through the result of digital rectal exam. Reconsideration is needed for the traditional teaching that rectal examination should be performed routinely in all patients with suspected appendicitis. So that okay. So now it's they're saying it's not necessarily needed, but it was historically right. That this is the like the late nineties we're talking about. So that was in twenty fifteen. <laughs> so you're good. Yeah. I was like fifteen. You violated years unnecessarily. <laughs> like fifteen years early. Anyway, so my oldest, we've had the talk. It was a really big week for talks. Holy shit balls! Like it was just like all the talks just like came at once. But Ash was gone last week, and. Uh, I he has a friend. I love this friend. He's a sweet kid. Um, that that's the youngest and tells him all of the things. So I have been prepared for information to be passed through this this friend. And I was like, hey, what has so-and-so been talking about lately? Whatever. He's like, oh, he did this funny thing the other day. And he takes his one hand and makes like a hole. And he takes his pointer finger with the other hand. And he was like, yeah, someone in our class said, this is a butthole and this is a penis. And I'm like, oh my God. And then he was like, but then he said it was a vagina and a penis. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's sex. Cause he's said that word before, but obviously he did not know what he was talking about. And he's like, oh, and and then like the gears start turning. I'm like, that's sex. Do you have any other questions? He's like, you know, I don't even remember all that we got into. Um, It wasn't very deep. It was very superficial that night. And so then we were watching Baymax 
B- big hero six the mm. big white guy have you yep. watched that yep. on we Disney? love it yep it's a good have one. you watched sophie the episode sophie mm. where she gets her period no okay so there's a specific season or something of baymax because there's a couple but oh we haven't watched the show we've just watched the movie okay so it's the show and mm. every episode is uh like a health something where he's scanning people's health and then like helping them through so anyway like the third episode is called Sophia and it's about a girl who gets her period and I think they did it really well like context wise explaining what it was and all this stuff and the kids were like okay and then the next episode was about this guy that was having like food allergies and in the end he asked like a guy out on a date and so that night, David was just like asking me all the questions of like, well, this and that. And like, why did he ask him out on a date? And we've already had like the guys and guys and girls and girls talk. Like he learned that from his friend like months ago. And so he was putting all these pieces together. And I'm just like, we've we've made it. And we took a very like reproductive stance on sex now because I feel like I need, I need to build them some kind of concept why we have sex we haven't gotten into sexuality you know i feel like that's an advanced class so it was a really interesting week periods sexuality and sex all in the same right day. and i think it's imp- like to me it's just a matter of them feeling safe discussing things mm-hmm. at home with you versus learning it from the youngest of four boys <laughs> yeah kid at school and yeah how you how you approach it and how you discuss it with them is like it's good to be able to control those messages um in a way that feels really aligned with how you want your your family to to be well just like understanding anatomy and physiology and like what how things happen I think one takes a lot of like that mystery shame stuff out of it. But two, like they came home once and told me that you get tetanus by putting things in your butt. And I'm like, that's not how that works. Unless you're putting a, a rusty nail rusty up your nail ass. After <laughs> you're not going to get tetanus. <sighs> and I was like, who told you that? Like, this is the stuff kids like share with each other. Right. And I'm right. like, no, 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 no. Because what so. is this third grade? Second grade. Yeah. Yeah, third grade. grade. I don't think that's early. My mom told me in first grade I knew what sex was. And I I still remember that conversation. So because I asked the questions. I asked the right questions and she told me. And I was like, oh, I wasn't ready for that. (laughs) I was not ready for that. Yeah, I don't think I had any questions about any of that ever. And I don't think I ever talked to my parents about it until I into adulthood. Yeah, I definitely want to be um, the family that talks about those things because one, it's hilarious some of the shit they say. <laughs> it's just like yeah, what? to hear their little interpretations of things. <laughs> like we were talking about nipples because Elsie didn't have a shirt on, and they were talking about oh your nipples or whatever. And I was like, guys, you have nipples too. Everybody has nipples. And Owen's like, well, you have chunky nipples. <laughs> Like, okay. Yeah, because of you, jerk. <laughs> yeah. And they're not chunky enough. <laughs> they are way less chunky than they used to be. <laughs> they're just so funny. So, so on the topic of sex, Addie and I created a sexual position guide. Um, it's not a sexuality guide. It's not really an intimacy guide. 
it's really um, a biomechanical positional guide going over the details of different sexual positions for different pelvic floor concerns. It is really there to enhance your experience with penetrative intercourse. Um, it is not we're not really going over foreplay or arousal or those types of things. It is really truly about penetrative sex <laughs> and, and how can we optimize different positions to help improve um, not only our tolerance, but really our um, enjoyment of uh, penetrative intercourse because most um, people with vaginas don't orgasm from, from penetrative intercourse. And I think that is a shame. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and so I'm not sure how many positions in, are in there. It's maybe due for us to add a couple more. There's a fair There's, amount of variation between yeah, positions. Lots of different variations within each position um, and different ways to modify for different bodies and different mechanics and different shapes and sizes. And, and, um, and so that is available and it directly supports the podcast. And I've had clients tell me that some of the things they've tried from that guide really helped decrease pain with sex. It's funny. I have a client who has pain with sex and we were talking about all the different like positions you can do and she like intuitively came up with the standing supported with her left hip height so like putting something under her left foot getting that rotation and that has been like the most comfortable position for her and I'm like that's amazing because that is something very easy that you can do yeah. if standing is um, a position that feels good. It also confirmed like, yes, these positions work because we came to that same conclusion <laughs> without like... Right, right. Yeah. Well, and I truly believe that like any pelvic floor disorder isn't about too strong, too weak. Mm -mm. It's about coordination and balance left to right, front to back. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I love, I love a simple tweak, like just offset the tension. And sometimes it's not even like we have different rules or different things that we follow, um, based on some of the known asymmetries of the body, but to do the opposite or to do the other side or to just shift and alternate in that motion and be aware of that, um, balancing that tension or changing the tension even if it's not like perfectly balanced, because what is, what does that mean? But to change the input, to change the tension, to change that experience, I'm making a humongous impact, huge, huge humongous impact. I, I love when a, and something like that can have such a big impact on something that's so important for life. Mm -hmm. Those simple tweaks making a big difference gives a lot of people hope that, oh, I don't have to live with this pain or symptom forever. It's like, nope, nope, you don't. <laughs> so, right. or, or that this pain or symptom isn't, isn't uh, permanent, like, or isn't something that can be transient if we move our body. So mm -hmm. like, I think sometimes the visual picture I sometimes get is like, okay, there's an issue here that's causing pain and I'm going to continue to have pain until all the circumstances are right. Or I fixed all the problems or yeah. I've like fixed all the things. That's not true. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, the pain can go away even when we disrupt the system 5%, 10 percent. Mm -hmm. Does that mean that we're perfect and that we're gonna maybe be perfect forever? Maybe not when we're just like addressing the like that symptom. But uh, I think that's pretty epic mm -hmm. that things can change 
really fairly rapidly in a really significant way with really focused intervention um, and really intentional intervention. Yeah, so true. And just like random, this clicked with me when we did the sex webinar that's actually in the sex guide that you have access Mm -hmm. to and you buy the guide that the clitoris like everyone thinks it's this tiny little knob at the like top of the vagina, but the, the, the legs of the clitoris, how they wrap, like they kind of come down and on the sides of the vaginal opening. So the, the bulbs, the bulbs. Yes. Not the legs, the bulbs. The legs are under the pubic ramus. Yeah. So the bulbs and they like get bigger, right? Like when blood gets in there and like, they grow. And so when you have something in the vagina, you're stimulating the clitoris. Like that was, um, that was just like a, oh yeah, I guess that makes sense. Why it's not this tiny little ball, but that's the, at the so top of your vagina. Ages ago, ages ago, I saw a, either a post that she created or that she had shared from another creator, Christina Holland, who I'm a mm-hmm. big fan of. Mm-hmm. She, she created a um, shared something that was like, stop penetrating flaccid vaginas. Yeah. Okay. Right. All you right. wouldn't, you wouldn't try to have intercourse with a flaccid penis. So we shouldn't be having intercourse with a flaccid because it, it, it does change shape. Our vulva changes color. The clitoris grows, it becomes erect. Those bulbs become, you know, more engorged that increases our natural lubrication. Um, And so if the clitoris is bigger, there's more capacity for sensation, um, more potential for, for orgasm. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, make sure you're hard <laughs> make sure like you have your lady wood right like i think we had an episode called <laughs> we did i uh, love that term before before jumping into penetration yeah and i just had this conversation today with a client she's one that has never explored her own body and doesn't really know anatomy or like how things are moving or whatever and mm-hmm we did a pelvic floor assessment. I, and I've told her this from the get-go, like you really need to learn your own anatomy and how your pelvic floor moves and where the tension is. So you can help, you know, coordinate everything and release and all that. But she's been very, very hesitant to use dilators or to use a wand or finger or whatever up until now. And she's like, oh yeah, I can see why that would be really helpful to know how my pelvic floor is doing and like moving. And so she is finally, mm-hmm. I think, going to make I mean, that connection. Uh, the Emily Nagowski. Oh, yeah. The Come As You Are yep, author. Yep. Mm-hmm. One of the first suggestions in Come As You Are is look at your vulva. Mm-hmm. Look at it. Look at it all the time. Mm-hmm. Get to know it. Get to know what it looks like and really appreciate it um, for what it is. and that it goes from being like kind of weird or feels gross or feels shameful to like just pure appreciation for, for what, for what it is. And that is, that is you. And I think that's something that should, that's something that should be in health class, you know, like that's something that should, um, we should be teaching, we should be teaching people uh, about our bodies. Like we wouldn't expect someone say you, say you broke your wrist. Okay. This is actually a good example because this actually does happen. You break your wrist. 
Um, and it's in a cast. It, maybe it's really difficult because the the things that led up to you breaking your wrist were kind of scary or traumatic. So you don't really want to look at it. So your cast comes off, your wrist is really skinny, the muscles are really weak, but the bone has has healed and you've got to start to do rehab on it. But you won't look at it and it's hurting a lot and you're scared because you can't see what it looks like because it hurts to move. And so we just then don't move it and we don't use it. And then our wrists are susceptible to developing a condition called CRPS, complex regional pain syndrome, where now it's way more painful than normally should be even though it's healed but now we have this like brain generation of pain that causes all these sorts of real symptoms in our in our arm largely because we maybe didn't build uh, a good brain body connection to that that injury or that that thing um and so a big component of rehabilitation for orthopedic injuries or post-surgical is like look at it see it appreciate it watch what it's doing correlate what those symptoms are to how it's moving. And, and so being able to visualize it and see it is, is a big component of that. If we never look at our vulva and we have pain and it hurts and it's uncomfortable and we've had traumatic things potentially happen to it, like makes sense, makes mm-hmm. perfect sense that that would feel very difficult and very overwhelming to overcome. Yep. And so can we build our awareness of the perineum and the vulva and the vagina and pelvic floor muscles indirectly and with external pressure and maybe with other tools and other strategies? Absolutely. But I still think that a big component of that is getting comfortable with it um, and looking at it. And that doesn't mean checking. So for all my prolapse folks, that doesn't mean (laughs) that we're checking every day to see where, where things are at. But really appreciating it or moving toward neutrality mm-hmm. towards it. Um, and so that then we can team up with it to heal and re and rehabilitate and get better. And I had never looked at my own vulva until after having cam. <laughs> like that's crazy. And surprisingly fairly quickly was like, Oh, this is kind of cool. Why was I, why was I, afraid of looking at this like like think about that that's like almost 30 years 30 years of like living in your body yep and and like totally closing that door like not at all that maybe Addie. maybe that's why my asshole hurts (laughs) you need to start looking at you need to start looking at my asshole more (laughs) take a mirror look at my asshole <laughs> no, I, but I I mean it though. Like I might yeah. visually, like get better at visualizing it opening and relaxing and contracting mm-hmm. and breathing into it. There you go. I yeah. just fixed my own problem. <laughs> problem solved. Oh. I love it. I love it. You know, yeah. I yeah. We can specialize in this and work in this all day long and still need support and still need oh, for sure all of this. So I can't tell you how many times clients have told me um, because I will give them the pelvic model and my pelvic that like one that has all the names of the muscles on it so they can follow along yeah Mm -hmm. the yeah the illustration so they can follow along with where I am in their pelvic floor and what muscle we're on and whatever Mm -hmm. so many times they're like that was so helpful to feel where you were and pair it with a visual of and that brain mapping is just priceless. So oh, it's huge. 
Look in the mirror. Yep. <laughs> That's I'm the moral of the story. A mirror and work on my freaking external anal sphincter relaxation. I don't know when the first time I, I looked at my vulva was. It was before. I mean, it was before I had kids, but probably not till my 20s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, everyone grab a mirror, connect with their pelvic floor. Mm-hmm. Problem solved. No, <laughs> it should kind of relax. And when you blow out, it should sort of naturally recoil. Most people do the opposite. So they breathe in and they feel air expand and then their pelvic floor muscles tighten in response to that increased pressure and learning how to let go with the inhale, expand, expand, expand the whole system and then compress the whole system is a fantastic first step. Mm-hmm. In the pelvic floor. That's powerful. Process. That was the entire week one of the public policy series. <laughs> Which now they're probably like, their minds are blown and they're like, oh. And yeah, yeah, no, most people were like, oh, I'm doing the opposite. And I said, yeah, that's why you're here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. I love it. Um, cool. Yeah. So lots of online options if you want to work with either of us and or compliment your pt if you're getting pt in person from someone you can expand your knowledge with online if you want help with understanding sex positions better more comfortable penetration workouts just connecting with your pelvic floor (laughs) so so just to review we've got to birth and back we've got core to floor online subscription we've got the sexual position guide I have a perennial stretching guide. Um, We have a pelvic balance series. And then in January, uh, my mentorship group is starting back up again. Um, And so hop on the wait list for for that. Registration will open for that soon too. Cool. That's a lot of options. That's awesome. (laughs) Awesome. So much education. So know your bush. Love your bush. Spread share. the bushy love. No, oh! share the bushy love. <laughs> share. Oh my gosh. I think I got in my head because I was listening to the trailer. <laughs> and the tra- I thought that was such like, a fun clip of like the evolution of us figuring out how- what we were going to say. And I just messed it up. <laughs> oh my gosh. We will never get this down. Okay. Right. Know your bush. Love your bush. Share, share the, the bushy, bushy love. love. <laughs> You can communicate with Addie and I both in regards to the podcast questions, comments, concerns, topics that you want discussed on our podcast Facebook page, Don't Beat Around the Bush Podcast, as well as our email account, which is Don't Beat Around the Bush Podcast at gmail.com. You can also find our podcast on all the major podcast platforms. So please subscribe, comment, and share all the bushy love. It's probably pretty obvious that our episodes are edited and produced by Addie and myself. (laughs) And our music is provided by Blockhead.